We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Keolagas Coral on Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. The Niklas O'Brenon. Walter O'Villagash, Dorig, Kyoto, Natlog, Absarisher, and Lunar in Natlog. Weller Majin, Tommy Holodimide, a kind fee on Scribnor, Martin O'Kain. We chunker more like a kind of starlit react in the Gelga. He got the Dahadine, Scribshe, Crane Killer, while she can on a Kalul. We see me go kind, he bought a dipped, August we want to get lay Agraval Heron. We want to get fresh and lay Aram. Through politics, politics, the heron, lesh on Scribnor, round on or back on. The league on Ray Covid at all, alone Dina, who can up her food in the heron. Beg me a kind of Rob Walpole banished or alone in Kilkinnick, major lay cower a horto, Nadina shop. We do Vlantic Lady Desert after all the way coffee for Kilkinnick. Her margin beg me a kind lesh on Scribnor, me hollow dear. Fellowed a scrivshe, Daravanum Lady Desert Ottaway Cough, and Talbotsinch, Lerin and Lauer, on Oberin and Bertaku, her son Cahar Kilkenig. Well, you're very welcome to another day's broadcasting on Community Radio Kilkenny City. We started being Hall of German this morning. He talks about the writer Martin O'Kine, one of the most prominent Irish language writers of the 20th century, best known for his 1949 work, Crean Killer. It's also involved very much in politics and uh, he was a member of the post-Civil War IRA with Brendan Behan during the emergency. When Ireland gone into COVID-19 lockdown, many of our older people will be looking to a loan to provide help and support. I'll be joined this morning by Rob Walpole, the Alone Services Manager for Kilkenny, to chat about the services they provide, and particularly their befriending service. Finally, the roles played by Lady Desert, Ottawa Cuff in the development of Kilkenny were significant. These are covered in a recent publication from Kilkenny author Michael O'Dwyer titled Lady Desert, Ottawa Cuff and Talbot Singe. I'm joined by Michael O'Dwyer this morning to chat about his book and the contributions of Lady Desert and Ottawa Cuff to their adopted city of Kilkenny. Most mean latest feather fogra curcumer in ever 86 353782. Because fresh and the deep shall look dashed on Taki, on Stashun Shaw. As ever, we are grateful to Tony and the team in Chadwick for their support, and also to you, our listeners, for your wonderful support. I was an ish, me holodimide, a kind fee on Scrib nor Martin O'Kine. Good Sasha, a margin of harder, August Tomid, Glassalta, a stigarist, August Gan Cadagin, a dull moron, a moher. So, if I chance to bring the hag leave, the most of doing arenos, right to the whole of the end of August, the dog will go in to say leave, do the hard leave. Another mention of a leave, of course, the lower literature is marching. August, another mention of a leave, lower Gaelic. Been to be to the kind of literature in the hair now. You know, winter, winter, kind fashion, being the kind of Joyce, so as yet, so as a lehead should have a scrivas bearlock. Tall rain shall let him literate us great refreshing. Ach, ne vachin alone, dean a few on great gory, ahent, nee more on Kurmachoko, and literate shas great again. I was curter cashorn. On will it react no lower no urskelte as quelga at our uncorha, lesson literate at our fadge merle. Agnes Kaimera Guil, Achtold Satoira. A Hanita Gorvean screen or as far so velga, le Kate Blina Nuis, no Martin O'Kain. Now, our hula to attract a Vartian Reeve, better than our hula, better goal, could that could lower late a good. August, the voice said, Dushna, a rachtish August Dushna, and with Lerig, August, a long ruddy machine, but our Lugus Kyler, Marshgreen or August, a stolen goal heart on Jell Lower, Taka Uig, Askwelga. 
On Lawrence Moore Coil, one Lugus Coil, though, no, Cray Nikila. Cray Nikila, the, 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 the clay of the graveyard. August, uh, while she can lower in, in, in Nadia, got the shocked captain. August, uh, on Rodatoy, I guess the lower shin, no. On Koro of Inoshul, Egna Korpoin, August eat Kurus on Uig. August, uh, on Nodus of Iatra. Toshi Bonaha, Aaron Sale, Gunamara, Maruguk Martino Kain, a Hartor on Spitale Gunamara, Rugukain, Nadia Gusche, August Dosche, Susan Shin, August, um, the foolish and railing near foolish and rail gown, nor laying a oiga. A corenos, we on a curumach again, or on all together on Tanga, August, uh, Ton Conuinch, go home to again. Slower shocrane killers, daughter, go away for Gach Fockel, thou refs the Conuinch, a heart or Conamar, August, uh, uh, on Spidales and Counter Cushin. Gwishi down August. Kaime ra gur lower jacharei. Ni, ni lower a hoog fa suus kon tua kura khola. Kahi gan fok lower a veha gud kon taurt fei. August, and the skrishe nur vise ingeven, shishin in the concentration camp a kura kildara. Mar marchino kain e fein, bafar kusha e Session Kushna Gaelga, August Kushna Publicta. It's very, um, Togokim, Gonagamara, Gonamara, Maradjaram, Kushakudian von Skull, Achner Kushan is Sweden Arshin, Vitrigun Yerks Clown, August Vain Martin and Dinner Bahina, August Hastig Ona Hishmohori, a Hogan John Skull, or Vishay Tridio Cahardier, no Marshin. Ach, wollen muin tor do, dan, dan atishim hori, e, 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 Le Litriach, August Mathematica, August Rodis of Russia, though, August Land Martin O'Kain, the Lanshareig, Savonskol, Gudigarashe, Shaktiog, no Hoktiog, August and Shin, Devushe on King's Scholarship, August Forsha Shin Kado, Dolgudi, Kalash the Father in Rum Conroch, Contraino, Levenavuin Tor, so Kushe, Kashe Gavlin. I glossed uh, Drum Conroch, uh, August Wanshe on, on Stardust NT, no, Idus Gulla, a mach in a yakshin. Saulig, Nirefshe Reeve, Imyanskul, Gnav Yanskul, August Nirefshe Reeve, Eranulskul, Achandavli in a cache in Rum Conroch. August Nirvishag Moina, Forshe Postagrail talks. A skull of yog, Muffin Dua, August Virchig Balu Belidus Sergus Rodi Marchin, August Kurche Sim, it's not Trukadi, it's not Fihadi, it's not Trukadi, be an IRA forcer on sale. Now, Kuik Anakuid just in a public donny, Kuik she's left in a fall, you're a bunnyach on partition, or near Kuik or kind, we group of yog, a don dealish than public, August V. Bontrico. Lesson IRA going e. August Davarshin and Sangat Prosh to be in a vanished door of a skull, the Vrishe as a foste, Tugan Batagus Bordo, as Natrukadi, August Dogshin Gan Foste, August Hushi Kashitra, Tamali Malyat Lea, August Vishi Gnevux of Igorsi Public Don, Krishagus Igorsi Nagelga. August the Jinner of Rishan Kogamuramach. Martin in a mask, 
agus de Cashe Kennerbly in Stigan Shin Grenadier da de Cahar. Agus Virshag Moon Gaelic das Negevenig Nadina wie Stiglesh Fan agus Vishay Scree Freshen agus the Scree Shan Lorsha Crane Killer nor a Vishay Stig. Agus the Sonka Gortogan Inspirado nor a Vidish the Shig is the Korach agus nor a Hagg Dinner Nua is Stach. In Even, wir schälten den Schien, 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 wir schälten den so relig, agus a virch a virch a hús sa gana heil. Agus an frif character a taon a Catherine Fawadine. Agus vi ane neides idri fein agus a drifor nel. Agus nur a hagu gach de corp nua gach a stark virch Fawadine a kurch virch Catherine a kurren kest. Connes a taon maslaunse tonus a gairi lo. Connes a taon Clown Nail, I was with Suliki, Nakmech Gary, Gamahai Clown Nail, Gomech Rahar, or a clown fan. I was a Shinviahim, Vimni, Rivishi Kurkesh, our Kurok lacked no clock, Ra, Os Machon. I was Kane Art Sorelig, when we are to one Sorelig, does Nadine several, I was Kaunera. Wir punten an ein neues Spezialt, aber es kriegt Schilling an ein neues Hellen, das kann ruhig werden. So, wir können uns an der Schule, ich weiß nicht, der Valley of the Squinting Windows, das ist doch ein bisschen gemerkt, dass ich in Leiter gehe, wir sind in der Pfarrer in Kehle, aber es ist doch ein bisschen in der Kehle. Aber es ist nicht ein Tauber, es ist ein bisschen in Kehle. Lauer Vater, auch ist es schon gemacht, ein Leben, Akahikanchangawekwizawelgahanovahagutkon Shinian and Laura's talk to you about your kind of story. The Shri a freshman, either Hugo Star Era, and Brain Broch, Koshke Lawyer, because the Shin Honey Tree Kinele Oig, and Trad Hogoil, and Trad Hoka, August Marshinje. Now, Tom, could you smoke this and Laura Shin Gum, so I guess she's a later gum. August Shin, we Laura Lega. Schrieg-Martin-Ockein, while she has in better, uh, Jemlino hen. Tashi gum, a kahime adawal, nor husnius or lave gofoil, so the kahik made torch fe a niche. August honey glorella ui anuachan, freshen. Uh, so Tashi shin later, no la later gum. Tony Garskel to go later gum, Vina Garskel to go hanawa her father. Wie sie nun Gerschkele schrieb, gebacht, dass Gunther keinsche verhauen. Wie Anna Wassige haben wir noch so gewählt, wie Anna Hischken sie erwähnen, der Mann so gewählt. Wir haben mit Kriener Gerschkele waren, Gerschkele wie Vater Galore schrieb, erwähnen uns bitte, oder wie sie eine Schule von der Galle waren, Galle waren. Agus vi kishan evoke ke koni de yil a gahar na galiva agus a shin verka arigate ke 
We are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. Kyolagas Kora on Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. The Niklas O'Brenon. Walter Nashkidi Kyolagas Kora was Lelin on Ray Covid to Alan Dina Uganaka Food Ned Heron. Be a nishpeg be kindly Rob Walpole Banister alone in Kilkenny, Madele Kaur Ahurto Nadina Shaw. I'm delighted to be talking this morning to Rob Walpole, the services manager for uh, Kilkenny for Alone, that wonderful organisation that was founded many years ago in Dublin by Willie Birmingham. Well, Rob, we're living this time since I spoke to you last, of course, uh, COVID has taken a grip on the country very much so. How are you and your colleagues? How are you getting on in Alone? And, and how has the whole COVID pandemic impacted yourselves and the services you provide? We'll talk specifically about befriending in a, in a short while. Greg, good 
morning, Nikki. Pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. I suppose, like all of us, Nikki, like I mean, we've all had to readjust the way we live, do business, interact with everyone, and uh, alone is no different in, in that sphere. We have adopted the HSE guidelines. We haven't been back in any of our offices since. COVID actually started on the, the start of March. Obviously, there's a challenge there. Our volunteers were doing certain visits if they're older person that was acceptable to them and it was by mutual agreement that the two of them could visit but obviously with the the new restrictions in now that's all stopped i suppose w- one of the good things that we've had is our telephone service down in butts green i think the last time i was talking to you we were in the process of actually setting it up you might tell um, our listeners how that's gone in the meantime though because sure. i'd be familiar with it but tell our listeners sure what's happened is we had the service set out ready to go in our offices in Butts Green and that was at the the start of COVID the, the 9th of March. We never actually got to make a telephone call out of that office in Butts Green but as we currently stand we have 75 volunteers making 500 calls to 400 older people each week from our virtual service in Kilkenny. So what that means, Nikki, is that all our volunteers are working from their own home. They're using their own phones, their own computers and laptops to get into our customer CRM system, our customer relationship management system, to make calls to older people throughout Kilkenny and, in fact, throughout the southeast. And it's important to let listeners know that the reason they're using that system is to record uh, maybe feedback from the person they're calling so that the next person who might take up the call is aware of any history that has developed in relation to previous calls. Absolutely spot on, Nikki. Yes, that's what it's used for. So, and again, it's also used for, it's one of our older people have an issue that they want us to contact, for instance, the public health nurse, the local council, anything to do with a myriad of different services that we would provide. So uh, it really is, it's a great service. All our volunteers, as you well know, are Garda vetted. So when they see this as well, we, we like to have the same volunteer contacting the same older people to build that relationship again as you well know and Touchwood at the moment it, it, it's a lifesaver for an officer. Yeah let's talk about the volunteers because of course sure. the service couldn't be provided about the, without the, the huge work that they do they've all been trained by uh, your organisation because look, that's very important in dealing with older people yeah. because older people can have certain difficulties and that's why training is so important. Outline the scope of the training Rob. And, and again what an awful lot of our volunteers would say to you if you'd asked this question last February they would have said well look I'm not that tech minded or I you know I don't know how to use my laptop or tablet or or mobile even that well all our volunteers now have been trained remotely virtually so over Skype or Zoom or any of the other platforms that's how we train them all so people actually overcome their the fear of uh, of technology engaged with the training are guard vetted as you well know uh, also and are reference checked as well and we've managed to do this all virtually over like i said over Zoom or Teams or Skype. Isn't it amazing that word Zoom and Skype and Teams didn't mean a lot to people maybe six months ago, except if we're in the technical world. They have become the buzzwords of our time now. Absolutely, Nikki. And, and again, I, I think hopefully your listeners, anyone who engages with them and know as well, the, the phrase, you're on mute, as I think is going to be appearing <laughs> in the dictionary at the end of the year. Very well. much so. And of course, the older people, the, the re, they're put on a list and their their family members give permission, obviously, for they know they're going to be called. Permission has been received. And we should also say that perhaps the call from the alone volunteer can often be the only time during the day that an older person might hear a human voice. Unfortunately, you're dead right there in, in these current times, as they say. But... It, it, it is worth pointing out as well that it, it's the permission of the older person themselves that's key in all of this. Now, their family members can refer them in, that's no problem. The older person themselves can refer them to the telephone service. But 
we always ask the older person, do you give us permission to engage with you? Because that's one of the cornerstones of the service that we provide. Yeah, because we should emphasise, of course, and I would notice through the whole Age Friendly programme that older people have a mind of their own and they're they're entitled to be involved in decisions about their whole life. Absolutely, and and as you well know, if you call yourself a person-centred organisation, you know, you are putting that person at the centre of all decision-making and any dealings at all. So it's very important that the, the older person gives their consent to us before we would proceed with any service for them. Yeah, during the first pandemic, I, I would be aware, because of my GA background, and, and this wasn't exclusively GA or clubs, I should add, but an awful lot of GA clubs I would be familiar with, developed a lot of services where they collected groceries for older people, they collected medicines for older people, and that kind of complements a lot of the service that the alone organisation is doing as well. And, and again, like we, we've always said that to, to everyone, Nikki, as well, we, we act in conjunction with partners all, all throughout Ireland, and we wouldn't be able to function as well without the likes of the GAA, the local authorities, all, all like Meals on Wheels, all the other stakeholders that we would refer on to, you know what I mean, if, if we have an older person looking for any sort of service at all, and that's why our support coordinators, the people who who take the comments back from the volunteers who make the calls. So if there is an issue with a a certain older person who wants another service, that person on the ground in Kilkenny, for instance, is the one who can make all these connections. I was uh, involved in an event last night with Chagast where one of them was talking to them about the whole issue of rural isolation and the difficulties of rural people. Now, I know you can have isolation in an urban setting as well, but for rural areas now where a lot of services are no longer there, particularly church services, older people in Ireland, while the, the Catholic Church might be in some difficulties in Ireland, it is very close to the heart of many older people and not being able to get out to Mass and having difficulty accessing the services online, I'm sure these are some of the things that come up in the conversations with a lone volunteer. Absolutely and you, you're right again Nikki, and that you've hit the nail on the head and, and it's trying to find ways around it for, for, for different people and I suppose the, one of the examples I've been giving to people recently is my, my father-in-law, he's 92 years of age and he lives in Mohill in Leitrim. Now, at the start of COVID or last February, I would have bet you a thousand euro that that man would never engage in technology. They had no need for it. They had no sky service in their home. Because of what's happening with the whole, obviously, with COVID and they didn't see their grandchildren or their great-grandchildren and they've actually engaged now with technology and are making Zoom calls, family, friends, even relations in America at three o'clock in the morning. But they've done that because they wanted to see their grandchildren. And I suppose it's the want and, and people find a way, normally we find, if they want something bad enough, they actually go and, and listen again and say, look, show me again. And it did take four or five goes of everyone trying to help and get them online. But they've actually done it, you know. Rob, if people want to avail of that service, they're listening to us here now this morning and they want to avail of that service, how might they go about it? Easiest way that we have our phone number is 0818-222-024. That's the, the, for our helpline, our, our support line, which is open at 8am to 8pm. And if we're not there, you can leave a message. There's no problem. Or if someone wants to go online, it's called alone.ie. The easiest way, and you can make a referral there. You can refer yourself. You can refer a family member, obviously with their permission, and we'll follow up from there. And of course, we should say that on the website alone.ie, there's quite a lot of information about the services you give. So people can get, if they're not already familiar with your services, they'll certainly get a lot of information from the website. Absolutely, and it's very easy to navigate if anyone wants to volunteer even as well to fill out the form there and it's the easiest form it's one page it's literally name address telephone number and someone will be back in touch I was actually going to ask you that is there a continuing need for volunteers Rob? There, there is because even at the start of COVID and I know there was there was great enthusiasm for volunteering a lot, a lot of people have gone back to work different jobs different positions but again you see we're 
we follow the older person. So most older people want to call somewhere between nine and four, half four, Monday to Friday. And again, not an awful lot of volunteers are available for those hours. So that that sometimes is the challenge is to match the volunteer with the, the needs of the older person. But yes, we still need volunteers. In terms of the last six months, uh, what, what is your feedback uh, telling you about the, the contact that you're constantly having with the, the people who use the service? Is, I suppose it's the whole social isolation area is probably the biggest challenge. It is, yeah, and, and as was pointed out to us as well is that even people who may not have felt socially isolated at the start of COVID, because they've lived through it now, are actually starting to feel like that, people who would have been quite resilient at the start because of this continuous level 4, level 5, level whatever it is. And of um, course the latest, the, which is now cutting in, we're also a bit different than the last time. It's it's winter's evening, it's very dark early, and that itself is uh, is going to be more... That's why contacting from the alone volunteers is probably going to be even more important now over the next six weeks. Yeah, yeah and again, you're, you've hit the nail on the head there, Nikki, as well. That the whole... At least the telephone service is there to make the contact and that's what we would urge anyone to do it, it is all about neighbors friends looking in each other being in contact but again as you said sometimes our older people the volunteer phone call once a day you know what i mean twice a week whatever that the older person needs sometimes can be the only call or the only person they've spoken to that day and i think uh, before we let you go i think it's important to say too you did allude to there earlier if the same person is ringing on a regular basis a great relationship and rapport develops between the volunteer and the person who is uh, receiving the call absolutely and, and, and you know and what, what's happened as well at the, the start of covid was that if someone wanted to volunteer and their area we would match the person up but on the phone first so they make all the relationship develops on the phone and then when all these restrictions are lifted they can actually meet face to face then for the first time because it's important to know the interests of the person that you're calling as well they may have an interest in sport they may have an interest in music so it's nice to be able to get into a topic that that the person is comfortable with yes and, and that's where the relationship comes in. That's how the relationship is built up over time. Well, look, Rob, I just want to thank you for talking to us, but also to pay tribute to you and indeed all the uh, people who work in alone, and especially, of course, the volunteers. You would want me to uh, to thank them as well. I'm aware of the, the facility in the butts, which is ready to go and which has been part-funded by the Kilkenny Age Friendly Alliance, but hopefully that service will get up sooner rather than later. But there's no doubt about it. You're, you're making the best of where we are now using technology in the home and and being able to contact the vulnerable people who need this service. Absolutely, and again, many thanks to everyone involved with us. It's not one person, it's all of us working together. Rob, good to talk to you. You take care and keep safe. Thanks, Nicky. Here the Vishin Rob Walpole Bonish or alone Kilkinik. Fonikiling Bay Mitarash Teresh in the Fogrisha. We are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. Alter Nashkidi Kyon of his Corair Imagine Show. Well, we do brand take Lady Desert, I could talk coffee, Furbert Kilkinig. Well, he cooped a nomad, big me kindly, other me hollow dear. Feel lower a screech, Darabanum, Lady Desert, Ottawa Cuff, August Talbot's inch. Larine and Lower and Uber, a rin on vertigo, our son Cahar Kilkinig. Well, I'm delighted to be talking this morning to Michael O'Dwyer. Michael is an author from Kilkenny and he recently penned a lovely book titled Lazy Desert, Otway Cuff and Talbot's Inch. And I want to ask him about the two people involved and, of course, Talbot's Inch. Let's talk first about Lady Desert. She was an amazing lady. Tell us a little bit about her, how she come to be in Talbot's Inch. Yes, well, she was married to the heir of Desert. And in fact, she was his second wife. But anyway, she was from London and she was a very wealthy woman. She was a, a Jewish woman, you know, extremely wealthy now. But, I mean, she wasn't selfish, but she actually used that money, like, to help other people. Anyway, she got married at a big wedding in London, and she became the Earl of Desert. A desert court is out just beyond Callan there. It was a beautiful house, and she lived there with her husband. She married him in 1881, and obviously he died in 1889, so they didn't have too many years together. No, they did not, indeed, and they had no children, you know. So uh, the big thing about it was that the most important thing for her was that she was no longer able to live in the house, you know, because, like, the, the next Earl of Desert and his wife, and he, he would he would be living there, you know. Of course, and that that's how she managed to come into Talbot's Inn. 
Yeah, well, she had intended to to retire, like, to her home in England or London or that. But anyway, she did. She went, she went to live in England. But she decided, anyway, that uh, she would come back to Kilkenny again. And she built a house in Kilkenny. She came to live Yeah, there. and tell me a bit about, and we'll, because both of them are kind of very much intertwined then for a number of years. Otway Cuff, he was her brother-in-law. Yeah, Otway Cuff was her brother-in-law. You see, Otway Cuff was a, a brother-in-law, and he was a brother of the uh, the Earl of Desert, you know. So he began to think in terms of, well, if the present Earl of Desert died, well, then he would become the the heir, you know. So he was the heir, if you like, and he would he would become the Earl then. So he would be coming to live in in, in Kilkenny then and taking his place here. So he thought it was a better idea to go to live in Kilkenny itself then. So he lived in a house uh, out in Sheestown. Sheestown, the house uh, out the Bridge Road. And there was a big estate there, not uh, not that big, but uh, but come uh, to, to most farmers. And uh, he had a big house there. The house is no longer exactly there as it was. So he, he had a farm there and he lived there. And uh, he lived in style, and he lived like a, a wealthy man, which he he was. And he he farmed there. He he had had a, a dairy farm there, in which he had. Uh, oh, he, he went in for uh, having very uh, good cows and that. So he had a uh, was producing uh, very good quality milk and that. But apart from that as well, the, the locals he he looked after the, the local farmers, the tenant farmers. And he had a, a cricket team out in, in Sheestown, quite a good cricket team. At that time, Kilkenny was extremely popular in County Kilkenny. So, like, they had plenty of teams, like, to, to play. There was a, lo- a local team there near called Kilree. They had a, a cricket team as well. And Bennis Bridge, of course, a, a very good uh, uh, cricket team. You wrote the definitive book on cricket in Kilkenny, of course, Michael, and you know more about it than anybody. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, talking about uh, Otway Cough and Lazy Desert, they became great benefactors in Kilkenny. They, they certainly they, supported they did, a yeah, lot. They did. Well, you see, Lazy Desert had the money. And now, uh, Otway Cough, he began to adapt uh, Irish clothes, for example. He wanted to, to look like an Irish man, and he wanted to know a lot about the, the Irish way of life. And so, as a result, and he was wearing the Irish clothes, and that gave him the idea of having a woolen factory, you know. So he then was adapting the Irish way of life. Now, there was a, another important man called Standish O'Grady. Now, Standish O'Grady, he was the editor of the paper at the time, the Kilkenny Moderator, which was, you like, a, t- a type of a more Protestant paper than a Catholic paper, you know. And he was the editor of that. But he also was very interested in it. He was from County Cork. He was very interested in the Irish way of life as well. So in the Kilkenny Moderator, he even began to include a, a short article to help people learn Irish each week, you know. So he, uh, in other words, he, he suited Otway Cough. They, they were both becoming interested in the Irish way of life. Uh, uh, Sandwich O'Grady had written quite a lot of uh, books, uh, Irish stories and that as well, you know. So uh, the two of them became very friendly. And of course, later on, Otway Cough and indeed Lady Desert, later on in life, they both became presidents of the Gaelic League, which was somewhat incredible maybe for what we could call English aristocracy. That's right, yes, yes. But they didn't learn Irish. (laughs) (laughs) But I suppose they had the money and that created, uh, that gave them influence maybe in in that area. But you see, the thing is, they looked on uh, on the Gaelic League not only helping the Irish language, but also helping Irish industry and that, so they were really able to to help as well. And of course, talking about Irish industry, you did allude to there, Michael, the whole building of the uh, woollen mills, which opened on the 6th of April in 1906. That's right, indeed. Yeah, out on the bleach road as it is now, you know. And that was a very successful venture. Of course, they designed uniforms for the soldiers in the world First World War. That's right. Actually, they were very successful at the beginning, you know, and for the first few years. But it's a, a industries are always a, like when a war stops, especially to demand like uh, goes down for a certain type of clothes. Like they specialized a lot in the material 
our soldiers' uniforms. And of course, when the war was over in 1918, then there was no demand for that. So then you, you often, after the war, you, you, you get a, a lack of demand in all kind of industries. There's less money and things around. That, that's yeah. very true. Well, we should have said a little bit earlier in 1902, both uh, Lady Desert and Otway Cough, they, they founded a lovely theatre in Kilkenny. In, uh, that's right, yes. Kilkenny didn't have a theatre. So they're in, in, in Patrick Street, where the restaurant Zuni is now, the, the top of Patrick Street. Well, that was uh, a beautiful theatre, a big theatre, and it was uh, like the outline of it was to be seen that there was a raised electrical shop was there some years ago and uh, then it was, a, it was a store at a certain stage too but I mean back in the say the 80s and that you, you could actually go into it there and it had an awful lot of the features of a theatre at that stage you and know. of course they know there were such wonderful entrepreneurs they they built a woodwork factory at, on did, the opposite yeah. side of the, of the river Talbot's Inch in 1907 looking in your book at some of the photographs of the furniture that was produced there it was really top quality Michael top quality Absolutely. You see, Otway Cuff, he had, a, if you like, a, a, it was a boys' club in Patrick Street there, in which he was a, he was training boys in, in woodwork. So that was very successful. It was a small, only about 20 there. But uh, he decided, well, instead of having a small uh, place like that, uh, that he'd build a woodwork factory. And Lady Desert had bought a lot of land. Uh, she'd bought nearly 100 acres of land out there uh, on the Freshford Road and uh, so they built the woodwork factory at that side and at the other side they had uh, the woolen mills so of course people had to get to work from the woolen mills from the uh, I should say from the uh, their houses uh, uh, on the woodwork side over to get to the woolen mills at the other side well I mean people were able to walk and cycle across uh, the bridge like lots of people still remember the bridge but 1947 anyway the, the bridge was, uh, the big there flood. was a flood in Kilkenny and uh, the, the bridge uh, eventually fell down. Lady Desert I suppose we also recognise the opening of the Carnegie Library which is still there to this day in 1910 and, right. in, and interestingly I note in your book and this is just really was something special that the key for the door came from P.T. Murphy's Jewellers in the High Street now where Martin Costello has exactly, his premise. Exactly that's right yeah, 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 yeah. And the front of that shop was made by the Kilkenny woodworkers and is the still the, the, the same front, you know. That's amazing, yeah. Of course she was such a, a major figure in Kilkenny, it was inevitable that she would be conferred with the freedom of Kilkenny. That's right, indeed, yeah. Asha, as you mentioned there, she had built a theatre and built uh, the the two factories and had, they bought the, the ground for the library and that, so she she deserved recognition. So. And of course, her, she was recognised as well when she was nominated to the Senate by W.T. Cosgrave on T-shirt at a time, and she became the first member uh, of that body, first lady member. That's right, indeed, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, at that stage, like the, the the first sentence, there was a number of people who were actually selected. Like they were generally well-off people, as that you know. So. I was taken as well by the fact that the Desert Hall was close to, to one of the last ventures which she developed for recreation because I had a particular interest in that, Michael, because for two years as a boarder in St. Kieran's, I actually stayed in the Desert Hall. So yes, I, I have I, personal experience I, of it. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. A cold spot in the winter time. Yes, it is also to, to, to still use quite a lot. Well, know. it's used for youth services in Kilkenny now. Of course, back to Ottawa Cough, and again, I suppose his prominence was recognised because he was twice mayor of Kilkenny. He was indeed, yes, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was unfortunate about the woodwork factory. You see, the, 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 the factory that they looked after their Lady Desert looked after her workers. The idea was that she provided medical services and dental services and she had a water supply to the house and that. So the workers didn't all, didn't understand that well, if, you, if you want medical services and dental services that then Lady Desert must keep some of the profits uh, to pay for it you know so they were looking for higher wages and Lady Desert wanted to keep the, more of the money to uh, provide those services so uh, 
the factory, then there was an awful lot of trouble. It was a, a novel pity because it was very high quality wood woodwork products that they had. Very know? much so. And then, of course, a serious fire in 1927 that destroyed the factory. It did, but even before that, say around 1920, they were they had strikes there, and oh, I think Lady Desert simply gave up with the. The strike, she couldn't be bothered trying to fix them at all, you know. So the whole development of the the houses out in uh, in Talbotsinge itself obviously was done with the purpose of housing the workers in the in the woollen factory. They, they were designed by a, a William Scott, a, a kind of a Celtic revival architect. They're quite unique, I would imagine, in terms of a, of a housing scheme in Ireland at the time and, oh, and, and I, even I, now. I would think so. Like uh, oh, some other uh, factories, all right, they had cottages and that, but they weren't uh, designed. Sp- Especially like the ones in Talbot Inchware. I mean, so they're all nearly unique houses, you know. Well, I would know many of the people living there. I note that the woollen mills manager, Mr. Hunter, he lived in Cool Negrena. That's right, yes. That's there on the, the main road now. I'm know? familiar with it because I know a, a, one a previous resident of it as well is the late Reddy Brennan, the first uh, chief executive of Avonmore. Exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. Of course, Lady Desert then, she bought uh, the whole development of Arhaven Hospital and that was part of, of, her, of what's her legacy as well. That's right, that was uh, in 1915, uh, uh, when the war soldiers from the war were able to uh, when they were, uh, came home from the war they were was, a lot of them were injured and that so they went into the hospital and stayed there you know. Mm. Yeah and uh, suppose it, it became a very unique development there now as was over the years obviously the houses have changed hands because initially when the workers came there a lot of them came over from uh, from England. They did England and Scotland and that. If you look at the book there there is uh, the 1911 census produced there it is very very useful because it gives the religion as well as the age and the number of children and what country they came from and things. So that's an awful lot of information. But, uh, well, they probably came, they had a particular skill set when it came to the whole operating in the woollen mills as well. They had, as I said, the, the 1911 census, it gives us the occupations of all the, the workers there, you know, so it is a great source of information. But yeah. then, anyway, when the, the woodwork factory closed, they went back home and uh, so there were the houses when Lady Desert died, the houses were sold and there was a complete change in the, the people living there, you know. Yeah, uh, in Talbot's Inch as well, I'm going back to kind of the sporting side of things, obviously both cricket and tennis were popular in, in Talbot's Inch and they had uh, some very good teams there. They had indeed, yes. Actually, sport like was, was was part of life, you know, and and uh, horticulture too. Uh, was uh, There was uh, always a horticulture show every year, you know, in which uh, people from, we had with their gardens there had flowers and vegetables and that for show. Sure, you know? uh, and of course, I, was, I didn't realise this, but the whole Talbot's Inch handball alley, which is there to this day and has and where many of the greatest handballers have played, Lady Desert was a contributor to the uh, building of that as well, financially. Well, uh, very much so. And uh, there I gave you a description of the, the opening day in which the Taoiseach, he came down here to, uh, to Kilkenny, you know, and he went to visit Lady Desert's house and that like. So they had a, a, a very big day, you know. He seemed to have been taken by by Lady Desert. The two of them seemed to oh, have gelled very see, well. That was there was someone like from, if you like, the who had been a, if like in charge of, of Ireland had the, the the wealthy the the landed gentry, if you like. That uh, that's he was delighted to see some of the landed gentry actually helping to build up the new state. You know, yeah, she she was an amazing lady because I, I know from your book as well. She was also very much involved with the the Dairy Shorthard and Breeder Society because she had land and cattle so she really spread her wings very big when it came to so many areas. She did as I said she had a, a finger in every pie. But when you look back on, on, on what she did for Kilkenny before she died and was was then buried in Falmouth in England with her, her husband yeah. her contribution to Kilkenny and we recognise that in the recent past with the with the Lady Desert Bridge it was uh, when we look on it now it was it was the least we could have done as a city to recognise her contribution. 
That's right. I think that we shouldn't actually forget it at all because, you see, the last history, if you like, that was published on her was quite a long time ago. And there was Leo McAdams in 1960. He published a slim booklet, a very good booklet, but it had no photos of that in it at all, you know. So there was no way she, she could be recalled, like, you know. But it's certainly herself and uh, Ottaway Cough and, and people like that, I suppose, when we look on maybe the English gentry coming over, their history in Ireland is probably not one that we, we think a lot about, but, but these are very positive contributions, and I think we, we're very grateful because much of what they have done is there to this day, Talbot's Inch Village. I know the building that was the theatre is no longer there, but it's still there as another purpose. You have the Carnegie Library, fantastic to this day. Yes, yeah. Ah, yeah, sure. The thing is that you, you should always recognise that the good that people do as well as the... You, you, it's, it's easy to remember, like, the if you like that, the harm that they did or the damage they did, you know. But your own interest in this area, Michael, I mean, I haven't just discovered it because of this book, but your own interest in it, how, how did it develop? Well, I suppose uh, I'm not from Kilkenny now, for a start, you know. I'm from Tipperary. So I came here in 1971, which is, I don't know, about 50 years ago, I think. And I, it was in about 10 years later, 1981, I was, I was very interested in local history, especially in my my own parish in Tipperary. I did a parish history of that, and I was very interested in, in local history and things like that. So I was uh, friendly with Mrs. Field and, say, and Frank McAvoy and that. So anyway, in 1981, I joined the Archaeological Society and they asked me to, to be, would I become the librarian, which I, I did. So I had to actually set up the library because there was no library had been dedicated at the time there. So I set up the library anyway and I, I stayed as librarian for 21 years, you know. So Well, fantastic. Well, so look, I, it's, you, you've, you've done a wonderful job. Lady Desert, Ottaway, Cough and Talbot Sins, written by Michael Dwyer. I got the book in the Kilkenny Bookshop there in in High Street and that's where you will get it as well. It's only, only 10 euros. That's all. No, it is great because certainly from a historical point of view and getting a sense of some people who made huge contributions to our city and of course that picturesque area of Talbot's Inch Village I think you do you did a great service Michael in, in putting that together and I'm delighted that you could talk to us here on Community Radio Kilkenny City and well, I appreciate your time Thank you very much Nicky for inviting me you know, and talking to me You're very welcome Michael thanks very much Michael Dwyer Vishay Kainto, Mario Lauren Lauer, Lady Desert, Ottawa Cough, August Talbot's Ton Lauer, the book centre, the high street, the Kilkenny. Well, the card, Yashindera Dunclar, Don Nyu Babrikas, the Dean of Galeri, Sam Harry Shadwick, August Tony Duggan, August Steve Shalukdesh, the Babrikas Freshen, the Dean of Beren Clar, Imagine Shaw, Vanagiling Marbega, Heidi Goodak, Talkless, Spirit Alive, Arade Clock, Teresa Nukta, August Babrikas, the Dean of Hufogruk, Don or other than Kor, Oshin, Le Mihaladir, Abeg Akrail, and Clar Shaw, Haradi, Fubble Car, Kilkenny, Erin Luna, Rene Clog, August Pisi Kyolanish, Kondera Kurgadi, and Clar, Kyol Alling, Oran Alling, O Dana Winner, Placid de Moor, Kudian Charan Shakoing, Slanagus Banak, the Kyolagus Kora. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. 